All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, and we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are live here with another episode for you. And I am here with my new friend here. Remy Blumenfeld is in the virtual building today. How are you doing today, sir? I'm really well. Glad to be with you. Awesome. We um, got together um, pretty much at the last minute here. I'm glad you got to get you on here on a Monday. Um, and, and I'm not sure if it's Tuesday yet for you, but very close, right? Is that possible? Still Monday, but a little <laughs> bit <Monday>. <laughs> Awesome. So he says he's here to help us silence the saboteur to build, grow, and sell our business. And I am very interested in this topic because um, I think a lot of us have done this. I know I've done this in the past. I'm sure we all have had this saboteur in our minds that I've have. Um, kind of taking us away from our goals and our dreams. And he's here to remedy that here for us today. I'm so happy he is here to do that to us for us today. Um, but, but before we get started, please let me know who you are personally and then professionally. Okay, so my name is Remy Blumenfeld. I hold a British and American passport. I spent some of my early life working in the States and then returned to England where I grew up. Uh, most of my career was in media as an entrepreneur, running, founding and running my own companies, which I sold. And then towards the end of my career, Brian, I discovered that most of the work I was doing with senior leaders in my organization was coaching. Because when you're working with senior people, they don't need to be told what to do or how to do it. They need to be supported and championed and held accountable, which is really what a coach does. So I got some training so that I could actually do that professionally. And what I discovered was that it's much better to coach people who actually want to be coached. And that may sound obvious, but in my <laughs> former profession, I found myself coaching people who didn't necessarily want to be coached. It wasn't in the job description. And they wanted a boss perhaps to tell them what to do or appreciate them, give them a pay rise. They didn't really want a boss to coach them. So I now coach leaders across the creative sector, most of whom are founders of their own businesses. And yeah. I essentially help them avoid all the mistakes that I made along the way. Wow. Unbelievable. So I am excited to get you on, to get you, get, get, get started with some questions for you. But let's, let's start here. Uh, first of all, what, is what project are you currently working on right now? What's your what's your what's your project that you're on uh, that you want to tell us right now for today? I'm working on a project that I actually started long before COVID, which was to roll out the most essential learning that I deliver for clients one on one to an audience worldwide. So, with my founders who I coach one on one, it used to be in person. Now it's on Zoom. I found that 
many of them have the same issues because we're human after all. So I ended up essentially doing a lot of repeating because I would do the same modules with the same, with different clients. So I turned that into a program of nine modules, which is called Standout. And it's available to anyone who's a founder of a content-driven business. And that means a business which essentially is driven by ideas, words, concepts, people. So most of my clients are in television, film, advertising, publishing, uh, agenting, gaming, anything which is where the final product started with an idea. Okay. I, 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 I like where this is going. I like where this is going, my friend. So um, before, before, we do, before we get into a lot of the how-to stuff here, tell us where your journey started. Take us back to the time where you felt compelled to start your own business. Take us back to, those, to, those, to that time for us. Yeah. Um, I suppose, you know, for many of us, that moment really happens when we're little children and some adult says, you're stupid or you're not good enough. And we, right. we make a silent promise to ourselves to prove them wrong. Yes. So I guess that happened to me age five, like it did to most people. But the moment when I actually did something about it in terms of starting a business was I was in my 20s and I was a TV producer and I was working for a channel in the United Kingdom that went off air overnight. Basically, they sold, to, they sold to Rupert Murdoch. And, of course, everyone at the highest level who'd been doing that negotiation knew all about that deal for weeks, months, years probably. Mm-hmm. But those of us on the cold face, we didn't know. So from one day to the next, I was out of work. And I had no money in the bank. I had no savings. So I decided to – it wasn't really a decision. I just did what I could, which was – send out ideas from home because I figured my ideas were good enough to get onto TV before when I was working for a big organization. They're the same ideas. So I'll send them out. And I must've sent out, Oh, I don't know, Brian, 90, a hundred TV ideas. And every one of them was sent back. (laughs) Usually with a nice note from the person who I'd sent it to, not always, but basically no. Mm. And I started to figure out maybe it wasn't the ideas that were the problem because the ideas were quite good. I figured maybe it was me because no one wants to trust that much money and responsibility to a single person writing from their bedroom. People want to trust that much money and responsibility to a company that they can trust. So I started a company and within a short while, some of those same ideas that have been turned down were now being discussed and eventually commissioned. And that was how I started my first business. Awesome. I, I, I know I want to get this, this question out too, uh, um, first of all, too, because I want to hear, your, hear your, um, your story on this. Bring us to that moment when you sold your first company. What was that day like for you? Phew. I mean, that, it's very, you know, because that wasn't a day. That was, that was a year. Anybody okay. who sells a company, uh, of course, there was a day when we finally signed. And yeah. up until that day, I thought it might not happen because 
when you, when everything you want is about to come to fruition in the signing of a piece of paper, yeah. of course your instinct is to think there's going to be a hurricane or the person's going to die or something's right. going to go wrong. Right. And, and, you know, I, I say this with slight seriousness because I have clients, Brian, who I was coaching up until COVID who were about to sell their company. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with, the, with COVID, they didn't, the, that sale didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't, I can't pretend for a minute that uh, back in 2001 when I sold my first company, I was imagining a pandemic. I wasn't. But, um, you know, it wasn't much after that moment of signing that 9-11 happened, for instance. So I was lucky with the timing. But I guess, um, you know, how we feel about things, I think, has a lot to do with whether we set them out as something we wanted to have happen. Because... I could have sold my company and not wanted to sell it or not planned to sell it. And then it wouldn't have felt like it felt to me. It felt really good. And it felt like a real achievement because I'd set it out for myself as a goal some five years before. And I think very often we kind of look around at things that are happening to other people. This is very much, you know, exaggerated by social media, but we we look around at the amazing news the amazing achievements of other people. And we think, well, that's what success looks like. Why hasn't it happened to me? We might even look at, in a very simple way, we might look at somebody's vacation, you know, that they had in New Zealand and think, wow, that's an amazing vacation. I wish, why, don't, why am I not going on an amazing vacation like that? The truth, the truth is, unless we plan these things and say to ourselves, that is what success would look like. It just won't happen. Mm-hmm. So, or if it does happen, we don't think it's success. You know, if if someone just, I don't know, handed you a t- wrap two-way ticket to New Zealand, you wouldn't necessarily think that that was success for you. But if you wanted it for 10 years and then it happened, you would feel differently about it. So I had planned to sell the company and then it happened. And I was delighted that it did. I like it. I like it. So, so I just want to dive deeper into that so i think this is where you're going but let me just, just let me know if that's this is the case when we talk about science and the saboteur in the impact in the business is that what you mean where we're where we're not planning it or just just go into that and what yes. you sounds in that so the saboteur is really it's with us all the time we we have lots of people who we're talking with all the time and all those people are us Right. So the voice in your head yeah. you know, is you. And that's the person who you, you and me and everyone who's human is having the most frequent, most important, most constant conversation. It's ourselves. Yeah. However, there is a big part of ourself that holds us back. So we'd all like to think, I would like to think that I am helpful to me, that the person in my brain who I'm having the conversation with wants the best for me and will push me and champion me and drive me to greatest success. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. We all have a voice in our head that is programmed to actually protect us from danger, protect us from being killed by the enemy or eaten by a lion. And of course that's helpful in evolutionary terms, but when there isn't a real enemy and there isn't really a lion, what it's protecting us from is risk. It's protecting us from 
that thing that we're all so scared of, yeah. which is failure. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. the truth is if we're afraid of failure, we don't take risks, we don't experiment, we don't go outside of our comfort zone, we don't stretch ourselves. And so by being afraid of failure and listening to the voice in your head that's saying, don't try that, Brian, it won't work. Don't launch a podcast, no one will listen. Don't invite another guest, it didn't work out last time. We listen to that voice, we don't do anything. We, we protect ourselves by staying in a safe place of stagnation, essentially. I mean, sometimes when everything is taken away and we have the least to risk because there's nothing to lose, like when I lost my job, I didn't really have that much to lose by starting a company because I'd already failed. So the worst thing that could happen would be I failed again. <laughs> Even so, of course, the voice in my head would say, don't do that, you'll just get further in debt. You know? So the voice in our head is always designed to protect us from taking risks, but those risks are necessary for success. And so, I don't know uh, if we have time for me to just briefly mention this, but the, the exercise that I encourage all clients to do Sure. Because you can never banish the saboteur. The saboteur voice will always be there. It's right. like a, okay. a virus that comes back onto your computer. You wipe it. You get anti-Norton antivirus software, but then two <laughs> days later, it's back. So that that's just what will happen. That voice will come back. It's like so someone. It's like someone always trolling you, trolling you. <laughs> Whenever yeah, you think yeah. you're doing something good, there's always going to be some troll. Totally. Totally. Right. Totally. totally. But it's a troll in your head which is called the saboteur. And if you have a memory of when it first came, you can give it a nickname. You can call it something funny. To, but it's like a stowaway. It comes on board. So, yeah. so I have a couple of things that I suggest to everyone who I work with. One is find some other more helpful voices. So if your saboteur is always saying, oh, I don't know, um, don't put yourself out there. Don't promote yourself. Don't be too pushy and self-promoting. Mm. You know, yeah. that's a voice a lot of people have. You know, he who puts himself first will come last, all of that stuff. And we um, need that, we need that most of all to, to promote ourselves that we're not getting, there's no business. Right, right. right. So uh, <laughs> if you believe that voice, which, you know, has a certain amount of uh, biblical backing, but not really in the true form, you know, it has been said by the people in the Bible to not put yourself first. Or, but actually, you have to do it. As an entrepreneur, you have to do it. So my example in that case would be, think of somebody who you know, maybe, maybe you know them personally, maybe it's a relative or a friend, or maybe it's just a famous person who you've witnessed, who has that quality in abundance, who mm -hmm. is a real tireless self-promoter in a, in a great way. They show up to everything. They always putting their name forward for things. I mean, yeah, yeah. we can all think of somebody like that, yeah. and you know, we admire them because good for them, right? Channel that person. Okay. Your saboteur will always be there saying, "Don't try it, don't push yourself." But channel that person who, for you, is a fantastic self promoter, and just ask yourself in those moments, what would she or he say to do? What would they say? You know. Because we know in an instant, we know in a second what they would advise us to do. You know? Right. What would Oprah say? She'd say, <laughs> go on the show. Do it. Right. right? So channel, 
channel the person who has the quality that you lack and just have them be your go-to person. Like mm-hmm. one of my champions is uh, in this realm is Usain Bolt, the runner. He just goes for it. He always just looks ahead. He doesn't look sideways. He doesn't look behind. He just <laughs> went for it. So mm-hmm. we just need those voices in our head that we can instantly access their advice without having to think too much about, you know, their story or their advice. Like my grandmother, she had really good advice. I channel her advice when it comes to being good about money. Like mm. she, she, you know, she was really good about that. She had her head screwed on. You don't need to do it. Don't spend it. That was her advice. So I just channel her mm. and it's, it's just fine. <laughs> whoever it is in your life who, who has the quality you lack and in any important situation, listen to them and do what they say, not what your saboteur says, what they say. The other thing is a really useful exercise, and maybe you do this already, but just say out loud every day to yourself in the morning, when you wake up, in the shower, whatever time of day suits you best, but I recommend the morning. Say out loud what it is you know to be true. Mm. Right? So yeah. I'm, a, I'm alive. I'm free. Okay. I'm healthy. I am capable. I am resourceful. And I'm strong. And you say those things aloud and then add in, there'll always be a couple, Brian, that feel a little uncomfortable, but it won't be you who feels uncomfortable with saying <laughs> those things. Okay. It will be your saboteur. So yeah. like for, for me, um, you know, saying I'm handsome, that's always a bit of a struggle. Saying I'm rich is always a bit of a struggle because those things feel like they're relative to other people. So I'm not that handsome. I'm not that rich. So saying I feel a bit <laughs> uncomfortable. And my saboteur, right. is going, my saboteur is going, no, you're not, right? No, you're not. Right. The ones where you feel the struggle, where your saboteur is saying no, those are the most important ones. So if you are saying, I, if you're saying I'm lovable and your saboteur is going, no, not, you're not that lovable, work on that, do mm-hmm. that more. You'll find out where the virus is by the reaction you have in your mind and body when you're saying the, the things you are. So just saying that every day aloud, 10, 20, 30 things that you are and a couple of things that you sort of are but would like to be more of. So like in my example before, like maybe you're not that pushy and self-promoting, but you want to be more of that when you're channeling your inner Oprah. So you go, I am a great self-promoter. Yeah. And of course, your saboteur will be going, no, you're not, Brian, you're not, you're not. <laughs> so make sure you don't drop that affirmation because that's the one you need the most. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. But I I will, I will, I will say that when you're doing these, it it, it, it feels like affirmations Mm -hmm. um, that you're, that you're describing and you're saying, you know, this is great for, you know, I want this every day, you know, I'm going to be this person. Um, But then life happens. You know, life is all around you. The bills are pressing. Um, mm-hmm. Things are going slower than you thought they would be in your business. How do you deal with life and reality um, when those things are pressing? You really have this faith in you that, that you're trying to you're trying to take away that saboteur, but life starts to be the saboteur in in, in and of itself. How do you how do you uh, respond to that? Well, look, we all find tricky ways to get out of being 
as responsible as we can possibly be. Like some people say, oh, it's my mom, it's my boss, it's my partner, yeah. it's the world, it's the universe, it's COVID-19. It's, and all yeah. of those are right. Of course, that, you know, they, all of those things have a big impact. However, the most important person in your success is you. And the conversation that you're having with yourself about you affects everything. It affects how other people see you. It affects the results you deliver. It affects literally everything. So if you don't have that right, you don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that life isn't difficult every day. But if you can't get the balance in your own head right so that you're not listening to the saboteurs that say, you know, you might as well just stay in bed all day because it's not going to make any difference. Right? Right, right. Uh, you know, life is, and you watch the news these days, and honestly, uh, I don't know if it's like it is in the States here, but every day I just think, what's the point? What's the point of any of it? You know, well, <laughs> it's, really, not, it's not great over here. It's not great in the States, I can tell you right now. <laughs> well, not... <laughs> I hope you're going to vote. I mean, when I was in the States, uh, I did a road trip around the southern uh, states of America, and I can't tell you how many people I met said, we don't vote, we didn't vote last time, we never vote, we're not going to vote. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, uh, we have to vote. I mean, that's a, so that's a good example, right? I mean, yeah. it's completely unintentional, right. but like right. everything is terrible. So you can listen True. to your saboteur and just yeah. go, everything's terrible. And I'm just one tiny grain of sand in hundreds of millions of people. And my vote doesn't matter. Mm. And then you don't vote. And then hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people don't vote. And then we don't, affect change. Whereas if you say to yourself, I am a stand for myself. I am going to do the most I can for myself. I'm going to be as responsible as I can for myself. It may not make a huge difference, but I'm going to do that. Then you go and vote. You also do other things. You know, you apply for that job, you send out your CV, you make that call. So it all starts with being in action. You have to be in action yourself. first then you have to be responsible for yourself and you have to not blame anything because it's not helpful right right i'm glad you just i'm glad you just said that because i think a lot of people talk talk they they talk to talk well the famous phrase talk to talk not to walk the walk right there's no action so you there's a there's a incongruency there where you're talking but you're not doing you're not doing any action so it kind of it kind of nullifies your affirmations that you do every day, you have to have some kind of action or task to follow up with that. So I'm, I'm glad that you, that you mentioned action there. I do want to get to the point where we're, we're, we've been talking about ourselves, trying to get our saboteur out, out of the way. But how important is it to have people around you to help you during this journey? I know I, I talk about that here with, with my audience that you cannot do this alone. Can you speak to you know, how important it is to have the right yeah. people around you on your journey. Yeah, it's it's so important. And, you know, it starts with the story that we tell ourselves again. So I know that, you know, everyone wants it to be about something else. But in the end, if I say to myself, I don't need anyone, <laughs> I, I can do it on my own. Yeah. Right. If I'm yeah. saying that I'm saying I I don't need anyone. I can do it on my own. And you know what? Whenever I do ask for help, I'm disappointed and I'm let down. Mm. So I'm yeah. not going to ask for help. I'm not. Yeah. And by the way, I've got this far 
all on my own. So I'm certainly not going to start asking for support and guidance and help and advice now after 20 years of doing it on my own. So all of that kind of voice is the voice, I'm sorry to report, of your saboteur. It's keeping you stuck in the way that you are, and it's totally understandable, but when we live out of the past, when we live out of past failures, past mistakes, or bad experiences, we just can't propel ourselves forward. So again, what I would, what I would ask you to do is look at the most successful people you know. In your circle, in your profession, in your family, yeah. find those people and look at how well supported they are. Are they people who are afraid to ask for help? Or are they people who attract support and guidance and help? Mm. Yeah. So I used to be someone who didn't want help. I think a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> are people who don't want help because right. we, we didn't like being at school. We didn't like being taught. We didn't like working for other people. Right. And so we finally get to set up our own businesses. And the last thing we want to do is take advice or support or help. And yet, only with guidance and support and help and experts and other people doing the stuff that we get bogged down with so that we can actually free ourselves to do what we're good at. Only with all of that happening can we ever have success. And it all turned for me, Brian, when I sold my first company. Mm. And I knew this was one thing I knew I had never done before, right? I had never sold a company before. <laughs> so I thought this might be the time to get some expert help. Yeah. And I was referred to a woman called Kit and she was a, she was considerably older than me, um, very different from me in every imaginable way. Mm. And um, but she she was an expert in selling companies. Okay. And so she said, "Look, if we work together, you're going to have to pay me this percentage. I think it was like five percent, which was a lot of money." Yeah. And um, <laughs> I said, "Well, what would you suggest I do in this next meeting? Because I have a, I had a meeting coming up with the." potential buyer and the advice she gave me was so good and I knew that I would never have done what she said right (laughs) uh, unless unless she told me right I said well I'm going to listen to this woman because she has done this before and boy am I glad that I did you know in the end her firm got hundreds of thousands of dollars from the sale and yet I wouldn't have sold my company if it wasn't for her yeah you know so we we need experts to help us along the path and if you if you meet anybody who's been on your road before or even just a part of the road that you're traveling on and they're further down the road than you are i highly recommend that you listen to their advice and if you have to pay for it because they'll save you so much money in making mistakes that you can avoid yeah yeah i like that i like that so i have like one last question for you I know we're up against the here. I appreciate everything you, you've, you've done so far. I, I, I wish we can go a little further. I have actually have two. I have two questions actually, if you don't mind. Just hang sure. on a little bit. Just, just, just a general question about how can we really grow, grow a business? Just from, um, just on your experience of people who are just starting out trying to transition. How do you approach it? As far as you have this idea, it's, it's you're building it, but you need you need it to grow. You need you need to, to you get a good promotion or something to scale it, or not just to scale, just to get known. <laughs> How do you approach that uh, in in your experience, so so people can you know you have enough 
um, people, you know, knocking on your door to to sustain yourself? Yeah. So you know, obviously, uh, in a couple of answers, really short and stand out, which my program answers these questions in a lot of detail because mm. each module covers one of these topics. But I think there's two really important things, and they come before that because if you so just bear with me for one minute. Sure. But sure, first yeah. of all, as a human being, if you have an idea that you would buy, that you would watch, that you would, if you have a service that you would use it as, because you need it as a human being, trust that there will be a million other people like you. Mm. Very often we feel like, well, I, you know, I would love a pet grooming salon for long-haired chihuahuas. <laughs> I, I wouldn't really, but yeah. we think I would, but I'm just me. Who else would want a pet grooming salon for long-haired chihuahuas? Right. I'm making it up, by the way. But right. the truth is, if you as a human being want something, relate to something, crave something, need something, there will be millions of other people just like you. So trust that. Trust that. Mm. And the second thing is, uh, maybe it even comes before that, do something provide something, deliver something that you are an expert in because of who you are. You know, people always say when you're writing a novel, just write about what you know, because there's no point you writing about an experience that you haven't had, because mm. you'll never, you won't be good at it. And it's yeah. exactly the same with a business. We, my first business, I started off making, offering TV shows about everything for everyone. Because okay. I thought, well, I'm a human being. I, I love watching all kinds of TV shows. I can make all kinds of TV shows. That's very interesting. I'm glad you said that. That's Well, it's, it was interesting, <laughs> but it didn't work. Okay. okay. <laughs> because, um, because, of course, I could make them, and they probably would have been quite good, but no one will buy them. Because in any business, the most important thing is trust. The, the consumer, the client, the buyer, whoever they are, needs to trust you. And they'll only trust you if they believe that you are an expert in whatever it is you're offering. Yeah. So, you know, Whole Foods is a great brand, but you wouldn't go to have your hair cut at Whole Foods because that's not what they do. Right. Like Discovery Networks, you know, is great natural history provider, but you wouldn't go to them for fashion shows because that's not what they do. So what I, I discovered, um, what I did best and what people would buy from me was TV shows about the edges of society because that's where I was living at that time, both in terms of the geographic area I was living, uh, my own diversity. You know, I was a young gay Jewish man living in a black area of London and all the people who worked for me were a little bit like me. We were diverse people in a diverse area exploring the edges of society. So we made shows about we were the you know the first black music show on British TV, the first Asian culture show on British TV, mm. the first gay dating show on British TV, and we didn't know that the world wanted those shows then. Uh, neither did the world, but actually those edges later became the middle, and that's why we did well. But we did well not because we were so smart, but because we were delivering programs that came from who we were. Okay. Yeah. And I just think if you're doing if it comes from who you are. And you trust your humanity. You can do. You can do no better than that. I love it. I love it. And you might have already answered this question. But I'm going to show. I'm going to say it anyway because I asked this of all of my guests. 
they they're they're here they're listening to you they like what you're saying they love your answers um they love your story and they want to they, they want to do what you do right so can you give them a few a few tips or just words of, of wisdom on how to be an authority in this space that you're in I would say <laughs> don't don't take yourself too seriously. Mm, okay. I know it's very few words, but they're kind of big ones. Yeah. Um, we're all here for a really short time. Yeah. If you live till eighty-two, that's a thousand months. Mm. Yeah. It's a really short time. Yeah. So um, do do the best you can, but don't ever hope to be the best. Just do your best. Don't hope to be the best and don't take yourself too seriously. Because in the end, the biggest regret we have as human beings on our dying day is, I wish I had more fun. I wish I'd connected more with the people who I love. And I wish I hadn't spent so long in the office. So if you can try and do that and build a business and pay the bills, you know, I think there's a whole new idea of what success looks like post-COVID. And it's just being being safe, being healthy, being sane, and being solvent. That's what success looks like. I love it. That amazing man. That's incredible. I I so glad you're here. I'm glad you got you got you on the show. Please tell us the last thing I want to ask you is just tell us where they can connect with you after the show. Uh, you can Connect with me on LinkedIn or remyblumenfeld.com, which is R-E-M-Y-B-L-U-M-E-N-F-E-L-D, or just go to vitality.guru, B-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y, vitality.guru, and any of those are great ways to connect with me. I have a, a Wheel of Life exercise on my website where you can find out how and where you're out of balance right now, and I have a wonderful future self-visualization where you can go meet yourself in the future. So I look forward to seeing you there. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Meet yourself in the future. I like how that sounds. Awesome stuff, man. Incredible stuff. I just, uh, I'm so glad you we got we got connected um, and right away actually. So just, I'm just glad you're here. I know you're like five hours ahead of me, I believe, um, from me. Yeah, it's 7.30 in the evening. I'm about to go and eat tuna salad. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And the last thought for me is just go ahead and, and from here, um, go to the authorityletter.com. We're on the last two weeks of our digital product giveaway uh, for the for the podcast launch. Just jump in and win. We're giving you one prize each week. We're in the last two weeks. Hey, you might win something. You might win something and then stay on because uh, we're going to continue to help you build your authority platform and be, you know, maybe maybe one fifth of what this guy is, of, of Mr. Remy, who is on my show today. Still be a great success. Even if you do that, I, I would I would I would think so. Um, stick, stay on your journey, stay on your journey on your and, and stick on your stay on your path of being uh, the authority in your in your space. Um, you are the authority. You, you are the project. We want to put authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at and be like um, be like Remy, who was on this show, who has done great things for, for, and served many people and still wants to serve you as well. Um, any last words at all uh, for, for, the, for our audience at all today, Remy? 
It's been a pleasure talking to you, Brian. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you and everyone else online. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Authority Project. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Uh, be blessed. Take care for now. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.